The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Uh, it's a big thing, like uh, we could look uh, uh, in the theoretical development of it, like the history of uh, time in relation to, uh, uh, to how people perceive it, how the notion of time also developed throughout history. No? And, uh, and, uh, but this is not, mm, this is not the, the, the field of our uh, inquiry today. I think we will have to see more what uh, times refer to and then what we can do about it. So time by itself will be a measurement of what is happening in reality. So we have phenomena, we have life, and then the mind, the human uh, mind, is building a, a concept, is, be, is building some kind of system that enables uh, them to, to, to evaluate the movement of nature so that it can fit or, or it, they, can, uh, they can survive or there are many, uh, uh, many reasons, but mostly it is, uh, it is a structure by which uh, man or woman, I mean the humankind, is able to evaluate uh, the phenomena of nature. So it is relative and then we have also many systems of measure, measuring time. Hmm? So uh, we can speak also about the, 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 the subjective time, the time that is happening in our mind, and, uh, and it is uh, much uh, relevant for the practice of meditation. And just to add, by the way, today as we're practicing together um, and reflecting on time, also notice your first-person experience. Um, is there a sense of impatience, wanting to move forward throughout the day? Is there a sense of, again, the, the, the contemplations that I dropped in, just check in with yourself as, as there is this study, as, as you're listening to the suttas, all of that. Just keep reflecting today. Keep reflecting. Bring, bring your attitude throughout the day under the light of awareness. Right? So, for example, as Bhante is reaching you know, for his glasses and putting them on, ah, is there ease and spaciousness? Or is there impatience of, okay, okay, next, let's get on. Just notice your attitude. This is all part of the day long. This is all part of it. It's not just the study. It's all really making that attitude, personal attitude, visible during this day as we practice together. So uh, time actually, it is uh, like in Buddhism, it is called, uh, it's a theoretical construct to explain temporal, temporal becoming. Huh? The temporal, temporal becoming is uh, the fact of existence, the dependent or origination. So we see that uh, phenomena are in const constant changes and uh, they are just a flux of, uh, of happenings. So the present itself, the word present in Buddhism, like it's a new connotation 
mention uh, made by the, by the Buddha, and the term is Pachupanna. Huh? So the term means uh, pachu, pach, pacha, uh, upanna means arising, and then pacha means uh, ari- uh, uh, causally, causally arisen. So the description of the present is, uh, uh, is done always in relation to uh, to a causal process. So the present, cannot, the present itself does not exist in itself. It is all, always r- related. And also, not only it exists in relation to something else, but also uh, it's never there because it's always arising and passing away. So that's why the, 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 the description of time in the, in, the, in the ultimate sense is... Uh, is relating to the dependent origination. The sense of time also can be related to the Four Noble Truths, or the the, the Four Noble Truths that the Buddha explained. So also the attempts to take time to be part of the ontological furniture of the universe is a mistake. So it's time doesn't exist by itself, huh? separated from the phenomena that, that, uh, of which it is a construction. So time is not a container. It, the time is a... Yeah, it's... It's not a container by itself. It's not a container of changing entities. So without the changing entities, time actually doesn't exist. Time is a, is a, is a, is a construction of the consciousness that perceives these phenomena. And actually, Bhante, if I can highlight that, because what you just said, I think, is a pretty radical view. It's not what we usually hold. Uh, about time not, not, not being time not being independent of the phenomena that is arising and passing away because if there was no phenomena arising and passing away in our experience there would be no experience of time right? you see how radical that is? so I, I just want to pause and see if there are any questions about that and, and by the way feel free it would be nice to make this day interactive um, and if there are any questions at any point uh, that you have or something doesn't quite make sense, or, uh, yeah, great. Sylvie, you have a question. Bill. Yes, just a minute ago you said uh, we can look at time in the context of the Four Noble Truth. Yes. And um, I didn't know what that meant. Could you explain? Like uh, the Four Noble Truths that are spoken about in Buddhism, in Buddhism refers to insatisfactoriness, huh? dukkha, or, or suffering. And then the cause, is, the second one, is the cause of that suffering, which is craving. And the third Noble Truth is about the, the ending of the, of the suffering. That means also uh, the ending of the cause of the suffering. So this is the ending of uh, craving. And then the Fourth Noble Truth is about the way to... Uh, uh, to end up the, the suffering. Uh, so if we put time, actually, if we look at how, if we, if we see that the time actually is a mental construct, w- would you agree with that? Huh? 
the time is a mental construct. Huh? So we all have our different time, we all have our own past, future, and present. So it's a subjective interpretation of reality. Huh? And then it's all different. Science will have one, musicians will have one, doctors will have one. All kinds of interpretation can be given in relation to time. So it is subjective. I mean, it's relative according to the consciousness that is perceiving the time. So uh, in Buddhism, uh, related to the Four Noble Truths, where time is going to be, where time is going to fit. Hmm? So the first Noble Truth, the, the truth of unsatisfactoriness, huh, comes also together with the, the, with, the, with, with the perception of change. So phenomena are changing. So because they are changing all the time, it's a process, as soon as we try to grasp them, they are not there. So it's not a source of satisfaction. So by itself, it's not so much of a problem. We make the problem because we want security, we want something to hold on to, and then we are creating a world that is a subjective kind of, uh, of, uh, of uh, how to say, perception... It's very subjective somehow, huh? but the subjectivity that we are building up in relation to reality relates to the subject. Huh? So the way we interpret that reality is all centered about the self, me. Sometimes look at the, the, what you, the content of our thoughts. What are you thinking about? You are thinking about the, the past, the future, all kinds of projects, but actually it is you are thinking about yourself. We are thinking about ourselves in relation to these situations. Or my wife, or my husband, or my child, or my job, or my this, my that, and then all is related to that. So is the self itself a construct or not? In relation to time, then, we see that uh, the subjectivity of the interpretation that is given to phenomena is creating a past and a future. So then we have an aspect of time that is related to the individual that, 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 that experiences phenomena. So look, uh, putting that in the frame of, of the Four Noble Truths, we have a changing process of reality, and this is suffering because it's not... It's not satisfactory. It's not satisfactory. It, it, it cannot be a source of satisfaction because it's always <coughs> arising and passing away. So the problem there is that because we we project on that reality, then craving is arising. So it, craving is the source of the suffering. So craving actually will be related to the self. Huh? If we look at the content of uh, the dynamic of our thinking, it's all about me. Oh, I want this, I want that, I don't want this, I, I, I don't want that, and this, this, this. All the plans are related to the self. And the self is positioned in relation to the time that is uh, being measured in different ways. A calendar, a watch, anything. Huh? But, but it's all centering about, about the self. So the self itself becomes, the, becomes a problem because we reify the phenomena not only outside but also of ourselves. Huh? And then by reifying these phenomena, we identify with them and also we associate qualities that just builds up expectation and desire. And then 
wanting more and more. There is never a satisfaction. So not being able to satisfy ourselves with these changing phenomena makes us create time. So we have the, the first noble truth is that uh, that aspect of uh, unsatisfaction, and then the cause of it is the craving that we have in regard to the phenomena. But the craving is associated to the eye, and the craving is the builder of the time. So this is where we, we are, huh? so it's very practical. So the builder of the time, huh? the, 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 the time in the, in the, um, in the experience, in the experience uh, field of practice is the time related to craving. Uh, the craving and aversion and all, all these uh, desires that makes us uh, pushing and then wanting something else than what is happening now. So if we are uh, looking properly also, then by understanding that dynamic which is becomes uh, which is necessary somehow to survive. We have to plan and then we have to uh, function in reality. But the problem that is arising is that uh, when there is the craving, when there is absolute uh, wanting about something that is not there, then, the, then, then the, 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 this is the issue, right? And then if, you, if we don't have the craving towards, uh, towards what is there, then there is no problem. And then the way, the way to, to, to uh, get out of that craving is the, is the Eightfold Noble Path. So we see that actually the solution is not to get out of time. Huh? It's not to get out of the existence. It's not necessarily to get out of the temporal successions of phenomena. The solution is to change the attitude that we will have in regard to these phenomena. And then, yes, I will come back, because I'm very slow, you see, I'm very slow to put my ideas together, and then I'm a bit confused, and right? I'm just waking up, like maybe some of you. <laughs> so, uh, then, you know the Four Noble Truths, the, the Eightfold Noble Path, what does it refer to? It refers to a kind of intimacy, a kind of familiarity that we have with time. So, if time represents the, the natural flow of phenomena, huh? and also it represents also the, the, the dichotomy that we have with that reality. Huh? We, we, are, we are constructing a time, a subjective time that is outside that reality of the now. Huh? So the solution is to come and make friends with time. But to make friends with time is to be with that reality. So the eight-formable path is just about that. What is about right speech? What is about right action? What is, what is about right livelihood? It's just you are there, you do it properly, you speak properly, and then also your thoughts are, are properly uh, put together, your vision, and then the clarity of the mind also is there, all in relation to improve the quality of our life in the present moment. So the affordable path actually is a progressive uh, Training is a, is a progressive encounter of the reality of the now. Huh? And then the more we practice, the more 
we are at ease with what is happening because of all these tools, all these methods to, to, to help us just uh, tame a little bit that wild mind that is never satisfied with what is happening. So the first, uh, you know, in relation to the, the, the fourth noble truth, the first duty or the first uh, thing that we have to do is just to tame the mind a little bit, to bring a kind of balance and then also a kind of clarity which will enable us see these constructions of time, see these constructions of perceptions, see these constructions of, of perception in relation to the building up of uh, the identity. Thank you for this amazing response. Yes. <laughs> uh, like it just kind of opened completely something. You know, it feels like now I understand why I'm studying this. Um, but also, it helps me also, um, like, relate this to actually science. Like, everything is related. Like, when you gave me my expl this explanation, I felt. Wow, you know, that's, that's what Einstein must have understood when he created relativity. That's, that's exactly what you said in, you know, scientific terms. Yes, if you like to ask a scientific uh, point, you ask her. If you, like, <laughs> if you like to talk about emotions and things like this, then you can ask me. She, is also, uh, she also has the, the emotion part, you know, but uh, <laughs> she is more scientifically definitely than, than myself. But, but this is interesting because... Yeah, no, because, it is. because I mean, I'm, I'm a scientist too, okay, so yeah, I could yeah. really see the yeah. link that, yeah. wow. Um, but now I understand the vulnerable truth better with what you explained. Yes, because actually the, the, the vulnerable truth is not something like... A, it, it came in the history of philosophy in India that, uh, okay, now what is the problem? There is a problem. We, we, we are born, and then we, we grow old. We have no choice, and then we get <coughs> sick, and then we, we die. So people scratch their head and t start to say, okay, now what is the problem there? And then they think, oh, well, you know, they created all kinds of uh, gods and all kinds of divinities and, and uh, you know, symbols that uh, represent uh, the, the, the forces of the universe. They also created the symbol of time. Huh? So Kala in India became became a god, kind of. So the god of time, Kala, was the was the, the, the god who was in control of life of the life of the of the people. So then we just had to accept our fate. We just had to accept the time, the 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 the, 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 the will. We were under under the will of that god. But uh, but but. Uh, you know, the Buddha, with this, uh, with this uh, understanding, came to the... He, he, he really deconstructed, uh, you know, all the, the many aspects of the, you know, these types of symbols that were not necessarily... that, that, that can be useful, but uh, that are not so scientific, right? So as much as possible, he tried to understand what was underneath that. And that, that's why also, by uh, getting more... Getting closer to the experience, or getting cl closer to uh, a clear analysis of of the magic or of the phenomena of life—that means of mind and and and, and body. Then, then he understood. I mean, a little bit uh, clearer what was time all about. And time actually is just um, something that is uh, that is out of what is now. I mean, 
it's, it, it, it relates to the now, but also the study of time in Buddhism will eventually come to us to understand the present in its depth. Huh? So science also, uh, you know, by studying phenomena in, their, in, their, in the present moment, comes to see a lot of level, levels. Huh? So if we, if we assume that time is a, is a way to measure phenomena, then we can have, we can have also uh, a lot of uh, paradigm by which we can measure these phenomena because there are all kinds of uh, things that is happening, you know, just to say that uh, we have phys physical phenomena that, that can be measured, and also we have also the mental phenomena that can be measured. So Bhante, I'd like to highlight a couple of things that you mentioned. Um, one uh, um, is this framework of, uh, the, the ancient framework of Kala, um, which is the, the deity of time, and this idea of, of really feeling at the mercy of the juggernaut of time, right? And just thinking about that framework, if that's one that, um, if it's one that we hold in our lives, like, oh, time is marching and passing on, and we're kind of like caught in its gears, and there's nothing we can do, and it's just, it's the cycle. So, so, so again, just to keep it practical, to check in and see if, if that is an attitude that sometimes arises. Uh, this, this juggernaut of, of time that we're caught in, because that, that was a view that was held uh, earlier, versus this, this other understanding that, that Bhante Ujjagara is, is um, the different framework uh, of time as related to phenomena. And I also, another thing I wanted to, to highlight is, um, as Bhante was talking about, the, the defining time um, in relationship to, to craving. We were talking about that yesterday, and it blew my mind actually, to really sit with that and think about, and, and really reflect um, if, if there, and, and craving leaving, uh, leading to the suffering, the Four Noble Truths. Um, and, and in our experience, um, checking in and saying it, there are times that there is a lot of suffering with respect to time, because we want something different than is happening. There's craving for something that isn't already there. We, we have craving for a different outcome. Say, we're going to meet a friend, we're late, right? We're, we'll be there later, but like, oh, there is so much suffering, right? Because there's a craving for there to be a different outcome. Whereas having ease, well, it's traffic, it's raining, there's nothing to be done. Ah, the craving goes away, the suffering goes away, and then there's a sense of spaciousness of time. It doesn't feel so tight anymore. Um, so, so really checking into all of those relationships in real time uh, while they're happening in your practice. And the last thing I wanted to, to interject since uh, Sylvie brought up Albert Einstein, I had a quote to share with you from, from Al. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's a little dated, it's, it's uh, perhaps a little sexist, but, but, but I think it's still good anyway. So he says, put your hand on a hot stove for a minute and it seems like an hour. Sit with a pretty girl for an hour, and it seems like a minute. That's relativity. So, so, <laughs> so that relates to this subjective experience of time that Bonte has been talking about, that we all have the subjective experience of time, and it's not necessarily what is measured by the clock, and, uh, but it's the subjective experience. So I just wanted to interject that. So I don't know if this will be formulated very well, but time being subjective, if you were able to look at just bare awareness with no 
sensory input at all, is it correct to say there would be no sense of time at that point? And it's the sense, sensory experience coming along in our interpretation of that that provides the um, experience of time. Yes. Do you have any, any comment on that? Um, what, what your question uh, conjures up for me is um, is also the um, you know uh, in a space where there is no uh, no phenomena arising and passing at all, and in in the teachings of the Buddha that points to what's called nibbana or the deathless or the timeless, the other ways of defining it. And yes, that is exactly the the space where nothing arises and passes away and there is no time. I'm getting back to the idea of whether or not time is subjective. Um, if I could throw this illustration out, see what you think. If there was only one object in the entire universe, an inert rock, if there was nothing else for it to move in relation to, you couldn't tell if that rock was uh, at rest or moving at a million miles an hour. Be no way to know. Uh, so, if there's just one object, there's no. It's not meaningful to speak in terms of time. But as soon as there's a second object in the universe, you can see. It's, you know, then they're moving in relation to each other, and then time does exist whether or not there's anyone around to notice it. And that's a good thing because otherwise the Big Bang could not have happened and universe formed and we wouldn't be here. You mean time can exist without a, without a comparison? Without a, seeing a succession of change in, in a phenomena? Or well, in I'm saying time phenomena? exists even if no one is around to observe the change. But there is change and so there is time. Yes, but the measure of time is made by by the mind like uh, like uh, like in space i have seen a, a scientific uh, article and they say that in space actually there is no time so time comes in the picture when there is a consciousness that is observing different phenomena uh, happening within i see what you mean but it's a hard one because scientists have looked back into time yes. to you know and they say oh the big bang happened 13.8 billion years ago and yes, things happened at this rate. But also I think what you bring up, um, Bill, is very relative. Um, I mean, there, there are lots of, I mean, we can take this offline, but there are lots of issues actually with this. Where is this happening? Uh, is it in a, in a, a black hole? in which there is no time, <laughs> is it elsewhere, et cetera, et cetera. And this idea of relativity doesn't quite work either because when you bring up an, a rock, it's made up of many molecules and atoms and, and electrons and they're moving. So let's take yeah, this I'm offline. I'm pretending it's inert. No, let, let's take this offline because I don't, yeah. But, but what I really wanted to get to is as soon as one of those objects in the universe is sentient, um, then there's awareness of time, then there's awareness of self, or this creation of self, and then suffering happens because of awareness of time. So, and that's where it starts, the concept of time starts to 
connect with Buddhism. Is that too uh, abstract? I would say it's not a helpful framework. I would say it's not a helpful framework. Because what you're actually really with this question, you're, you're getting to is the imponderables that the Buddha suggested, you know, the beginning of the universe, the end of the universe, all of that. And Buddha said, you know, yes, I can teach you about all of those, but they're not really helpful in your freedom right here and right now. And he, he actually wouldn't answer questions in the category of imponderables. So in the style of the Buddha, with deference to him, let's table, let's table that, because I don't think it's, it's helpful. I was just saying, as soon as, <laughs> as soon as there's awareness, awareness of time, then you create self, and you see you know, death on the horizon, and then there's suffering. Now, this is a great example, Bill. I mean, you're bringing up the imponderable is about time. This happened all the time with, with Buddha teaching. Dunit Bhante, the imp- people would come and, I mean, the suttas are examples of, of imponderables, and the Buddha say, well, just, it's just not helpful. I, I teach suffering and the end of suffering. Um. That's what I was trying to <laughs> 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 We can talk about it offline. Yeah, great. So the prob- is the problem the awareness, awareness of time? So the problem is not with the awareness of time, it's the ident- identification that we are making with that awareness. So to be aware of time is, a, is a very important. Like now you will need to have a break. So it's an awareness of time, which is practical. So, so this, this, this is included in the, in the practice itself, and it's very important. Otherwise, we just live in the, well, in the internal now, but, uh, well, we, I mean, it's not practical at all. Huh? You have jobs, and then uh, you need a schedule to which, uh, to which to, refer, uh, to, to, to which to refer to. <laughs> Take one last question before the break. I I just my personal reaction when I hear this is um, that you know there's this mind only. It's mind only. It's only my mind. It's all my mind. There there's nothing outside of it. There is no big bang. I mean these are all things that come into my mind ideas that come into my mind. So, that's my reaction when I hear this stuff. It's just, it's a dream. So I wasn't clear about what you said, David. So are, are, well, when I hear So, so are, about, are, are you presenting the mind-only schools? Like, this, this is what... Well, that's how I think. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's how I think. Yeah, I think it. that it's just... Okay. I think that it's just a dream. Mm. You know, it's just... Everything that's happening right now is my dream. And any thoughts about the Big Bang or about whatever is just included in this dream that will, that will live and die. <laughs> I think... I think we can go into very subtle uh, philosophical points, you know, like this, is, this can be a school of Buddhism that didn't agree with other schools, so it, can, it came to be controversial. So definitely, the way we perceive the world, huh, it doesn't mean that the world doesn't exist. It means that the, the perceptions we have about it 
is relative, and then also the perception that we have about it is subjective, and therefore uh, it's a construction of the mind. Uh, but uh, the reality of, uh, of, uh, of the world, you know, the physical world, is mm, it's there, but it's not there, because it's just a process of energies. Uh, but that process of energy uh, can be described in many ways, but all these descriptions will refer to a mental construction that we have built up ourselves in regard to it. So, so I appreciate you bringing that in, David, because it is, um, it is the position of the mind-only school, and, I, and that's why I wanted you to clarify it. And, and you'll find a whole school of Buddhism that will agree with you exactly what you said and will hold that point of view and then there are other schools of Buddhism who will not hold that view and they'll, they'll hold the view of both mind and matter and who's right, who knows, right? It's all philosophical, we can't quite verify whether this is all mind or this is mind and matter, who knows? But it's definitely one that can, can, can um, it's a viewpoint that arises. That's why we have life insurance policies. <laughs> Mind and matter. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, I think this is a good time for, for